0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I'm your host, Eric Mack. I'm here with David Ganas of so-called fantasy experts.com and special guest, John Lepresto of so-called fantasy experts.com. Gannis, tell us about uh, the fantasy football favorite free tool.
2: His
0: name is
1: Eric Mack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys.
0: Uh, hey, how's it going, man? Nice to see you. Well,
1: you two and a half hours late.
0: <laughs> um, no, I just meant you just like go right into it. Uh, first off, the intro music, I'm enjoying more and more. I don't know if you yeah. stole that from one of our previous podcasts or not.
1: I did. I did. Yeah.
0: I uh, it's good, though. I enjoy it. It's, uh, it uh, BT had a good one before. But I forget what it was, but that was a good one. All right.
2: The boys so are back from some, uh,
0: Dropkick Murphys. That's it. That's it. So something I'd like to do. Uh, each podcast from now on is mention one of my favorite free fantasy football draft tools. Um, and if you Google that free fantasy football draft tools, David Gonis, you'll see an article of mine um, on somewhere, you know, I've, I've written a couple different ones on my site on, on so-called fantasy experts. And it just has a, gr- a list of a ton of great uh, free fantasy football draft tools that you can use um, for your draft. So mm-hmm. the one I want to specify today is one of my favorite all-time sites. It's called fantasy And this is, uh, by a friend of ours, Garrett, he runs this site. He goes by goose. And basically he goes out every morning and he uses the RSS feed to filter through, uh, the links coming in. And he finds the best articles about mm-hmm. fantasy football and he does it for fantasy baseball and, Fancy basketball and golf's on here, but uh, for fancy football specifically, every morning he goes in, puts the best ones in, and then he'll update it throughout the, throughout the day. Usually, so uh, it's a lot of uh, great content. And, it's, and he filters it himself, so it's not like you'll see sometimes out there. You'll see these aggregate uh, websites that just have an RSS feed that are just pour, pouring yeah. in anything that says fancy football on it. And those aren't necessarily vetted good articles. So this guy goes in, he checks the article out. He's like, yeah, that's a good writer. Yeah, that's a good piece. Yes, yeah, this is interesting. It's different. Whatever. And he'll post it up there. And it's a lot of uh, a lot of work goes into it. And it's a great free fantasy football
1: draft tool. Excellent. And we also have John Lopresto. Ganos, you said he's the first so-called fantasy expert.
0: Well, he's our first named so-called fancy football writer. Oh. For, for a while we just had everybody was just a so-called fancy football expert, and then we decided to start to uh, break them down into specific categories, and John actually came on last year in the middle of last season, I think maybe a few weeks in the last season, and just blew it up, like right from the get-go, and, and his article, he had a series last year to drop. It sounds kind of silly, you know, like doesn't seem like that would be... But with so many players to pick up articles out there, players to drop was huge. I mean, you know, it was it was a really smart idea. But anyways, John, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, guys. A uh, nothing like uh, leaving your five year old cousin's birthday party to go talk fantasy football in July.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you feel
2: like a complete degenerate.
1: And you you left him early, and I delayed
2: you. Well, I went back up for the face painting, so at least I was there for that.
1: Okay. would you get a tiger? How'd you get your face yeah. painted? <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: no. I, I did not warrior, participate. Uh
1: black uh mascara?
2: Yeah, no, I couldn't get uh I couldn't get any ultimate warrior, so
1: right. I was out. Well, uh we want to ask you what what you, we you talked about in the last podcast, uh the running backs preview. The zero running back theory. I, I mentioned uh you know how it affects wide receivers but uh what is your opinion on the fantasy football buzzword zero rb
2: yeah so um i heard the the last podcast and i i thought it was really good um basically i i am of the opinion that if you go into any draft with uh, a set theory like that you can kind of hamstring yourself, depending right. on how your draft goes. Right. Um, essentially my, my approach is I'm trying to do two things. Uh, in the early rounds, I, what I'm trying to do first is I'm trying to take advantage of what I perceive to be other people's mistakes. Um, so my first two or three rounds, essentially all I'm trying to do is take best player available. So I'm looking at guys who shouldn't be there. Um, and I appreciate the, the zero running back theory early on, but the reality is that sometimes everybody buys into that so much that sometimes players are there that are just too good a value to pass on. Um, and I'm right. I'm a risk-averse guy after that. So after the first couple of rounds where I'm trying to see who slips, um, I'll kind of play middle of the road, and I'll kind of toe the line a little bit on uh, on kind of your standard ADP, and, and I'll get guys that won't won't lose me my draft and and really where I try to make my hits is uh kind of the middle of the draft or later in the draft where I feel like, you know, I kind of have uh, an advantage over some other folks. Um but but really I I'm not I guess you could say I'm not a subscriber to the to the zero running back theory. Yeah. Um I appreciate it and I think it's a smart thing, but uh but rounds 1 through 5 I think to put yourself in in kind of a right. pigeonhole yourself in in the kind of a specific thing you're you're kind of doing yourself a disservice so
1: what um, you what what you're describing is essentially you have the knowledge to attack a fantasy football draft in many different ways, and uh you know a lot of people uh are capable of doing that, but the zero running back theory to me is ostensibly. The fantasy football for dummies. You know, people who can't do their own thinking on the fly in their own draft just follow this formula, and uh, you're kind of agreeing with me in that. It's uh, not as versatile as uh, you want to be in a draft, so you you go with uh, your own ideas. And what we'll do on this uh, fantasy fat cast is try to give you some ideas of the wide receiver position. So today we're going to uh, look at the top ten, but first I'll mention FanEssentials.net. We're going to be giving away one free month of FanEssentials for one of our listeners, but more on that later. First, our wide receiver rankings at so com. And, David Goss, I'm going to roll through the top ten here, and uh, you can stop me when uh, you feel like you want to talk about someone. Number one, obviously, Pittsburgh Steelers' Antonio Brown. Number two, the incomparable Odell Beckham Jr. Number three, Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans. Number five, A.J. Green. Number six, Des Bryant. Number seven, Alshon Jeffrey, who was recently in the news I saw. Number eight, Allen Robinson. Number nine, one of Ganos' favorites, Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Bucks. And rounding out the top ten, Jordy Nelson, the Green Bay Packer, coming back from the surgery. But so yeah, I didn't want to
0: think... I didn't want to interrupt you there. I figured i would let you go through the top ten. Uh yeah. a couple of the guys I really want to talk about specifically is Julio Jones. I have him third right behind Brown and be- It really is tough to rank anybody above Brown and OBJ. Uh if right. if I if it was going to be anybody, it was going to be Jones. And then you look at DeAndre Hopkins, I mean I actually I have him fifth, but here's a guy that did did last year without really much at quarterback. And, and now we'll see what Brock Osweiler can do in Houston. But, uh, but back to Julio Jones, this is a, a guy that's really blown up and uh, was it Shanahan's uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense in Atlanta. And um, this is the, if I'm not mistaken, the Josh Gordon, basically the Josh Gordon role that Shanahan had in uh, Cleveland. And now Julio Jones is, is taking care of that perfect prime, prime age, Um, so if anyone's going to overtake Brown or it's going to be Julio Jones.
1: I think Julio Jones is one of those wide receivers that's kind of uh, on his own island. You know, he's so much better than all the other options uh, for his receiving core. And I actually like Matt Ryan more than most. I know Matt Ryan isn't necessarily a fantasy gem, but as a a quarterback and get the ball to his go-to man, uh he did, he's done a pretty good job of it with Julio Jones and you know Roddy White's kinda aged himself out. Uh, you know, his health was bad last year. So Julio Jones became uh an elite option, kinda like DeAndre Hopkins, another guy um that you mentioned that is in an offense where he's the key cog, and even if you try to shut him down, he's still gonna get his numbers. Uh so John Lepresto, uh who who are you looking at in that top ten guys that uh kind of move the needle for you
2: yeah well there's there's two guys um out of that group that um i think are worth talking about one is is uh, a.j green and i mean it's not like he's sneaking up on anybody but for anybody who's kind of deciding whether or not to go running back in round one or you know what they should do with maybe the turn pick there you know for me green it looks like a guy who is poised for a breakout, uh, which sounds silly because he's a stud, but I yeah. think it's realistic that he could have a career year this year. I mean, so we have Eifert is injured, and Eifert was a red zone monster right. last year. We've got Marvin Jones is gone. Um, you've got a run-heavy run, uh, run heavy offensive coordinator in Hugh Jackson who's gone. And uh, you've got – his number two is probably going to be who? It's going to be Boyd, the rookie. Um, and so you've got Andy Dalton coming back from an injury with basically no chemistry with anybody else on the squad other than Green. Um, and with Hugh Jackson gone, it kind of feels like they're going to go with what, what they know, at least early on. And last year with all those guys there, and – uh, focusing on the run game, Green finished with, what, he had 10 touchdowns and, like, 1,300 yards. So, I don't know, you're looking at maybe maybe 25 to 40 more targets, potentially, if they really feed him. Uh, so, to me, if if you're not sure on a guy and you're kind of looking for somebody in that first, first tier or second tier that could kind of separate yourself, um, Green is a guy to target. And the second guy... Uh, Out of this top group is uh, for me is Evans. Um, I think Donald loved the
1: fact you said that. He (laughs) loved (laughs) it.
2: Well, it doesn't, I don't really understand what the hate for Evans is. And I I hear a lot of people, everybody was so excited about Evans last year. Um, And then. And then all he did was go out and he caught, what, 70, 70 to 75 balls, 1,200 yards. With, with, a a rookie rookie quarter, with a rookie yep. quarterback. With a rookie quarterback. And, you know, because he looked like a knucklehead and dropped some passes on nationally televised mm-hmm. games, yeah. he, everybody's out. I, I don't really get it. So if that's the downside with Evans is 70, 1,200 uh, with, with a rookie quarterback uh, and there's a ton of upside there. And who, yeah. are the, who are the red zone uh, targets that he's in competition with? Bray, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and old man Vincent Jackson. So
1: big I, targets. To me, I just don't, Big quarterback. Yeah. Big yeah.
2: Targets. So I just don't get the, the Evans hate. I, I mean, the guy was, was a, a TD monster his rookie year, and then last year he filled up the rest of the stat sheet. And I mean, I know he's got drops, but he's just a kid coming into a second year with the new head coach and I don't know to me the, the arrow is pointing up not down
0: third year receiver I like it I like the way you think
2: Yeah. so I'm, I'm going to go to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, because
1: what does the potential and I, I said this on broken record I said this last year didn't end up panning out to be a factor but what <laughs> does a potential return for Victor Cruz mean for Odell Beckham Jr. and I was worried coming off all that hype as a rookie last year as a sophomore thinking maybe Odell Beckham be overrated, maybe not as targeted as much with a healthy Victor Cruz. And it didn't matter. Odell Beckham through two years is one of the most productive receivers in NFL history. Uh, And, you know, now the question is you're going to have Victor Cruz, you're going to have Sterling Shepard, another rookie that they like. And they're all the kind of the same guy, you know, that, undersized, uh, freakish athlete, um, and it gives a lot of weapons to Eli Manning. So if you're one of those uh, weight on quarterbacks, uh, you might want to go with Eli Manning because Odell Beckham not only is an unstoppable force, he's got two other guys there in that receiving core that could be intriguing. And then uh, further, we don't have this guy in the top ten, but Julian Edelman. Uh, maybe, maybe he's not a top 10 guy because Tom Brady is facing that four game suspension, but one of the most heavily targeted receivers in football, uh, in an offense that suits him. Uh, I know he has Gronk to deal with in terms of touchdowns, but it it seems to be every time you're, you're, you're putting Gronk up as your premium daily fantasy pick as tight end, Julian Edelman finds his way in the end zone. Just a, just a mess with you. So, uh, yeah, no, the, know.
2: the grunk play didn't work at all last year, did it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the uh, early bust. So we talked about all the good stuff that we liked. Uh, now let's talk about some things that might be scaring us uh, with the uh, early round receivers. Uh, let's start with you, David. Got us. Who you got? Well, that's Bryant.
0: He's the one I wanted to talk about. And, again, we touched on this last week. Something about uh, this was talking about the stud wide receiver theory. When you're top player, you have to rely on him you have to rely on him to be healthy, you have to rely on his quarterback to be healthy, you have to rely on his offensive line to be healthy, right when you, whenever you draft a, one of these first-round wide receivers, and that's troublesome with someone like Des Bryant, who he's coming off sur, foot surgery two foot uh, was it two- foot surgeries last year? Yeah he it was had two, two foot issues. I couldn't remember if it was surgeries or not. Uh, but definitely end of the season on a surgery. And then also, to obviously, Tony Romo's coming off of uh, two, you know, he broke his clavicle twice. He's been and, – and that's just the the top of his body. The, his back has had problems for years, <laughs> uh, Tony Romo. So, you know, as much as I, I – actually do like Tony Romo in fantasy points per game, but as far as playing a full season, probably not. Um, and so that's why Des Bryant is somebody I probably won't own. I'll shy away from that.
2: Yeah. Plus, you have the uh, the focus on the running game with with yes. uh, Zeke Elliott coming in. Um, I I just had uh, it was my pick in the Scott Fish Bowl today, and I just had to decide between uh, Allen Robinson and Dez. and it was a it was a toss up. But basically, wow. I went Robinson because of all wow. the stuff that you just said.
0: Oh wow, that's a, that's that says a lot right there. Um, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, just to give a shout out to the Scott Fish Bowl. What that is, is um, it's a huge, massive fantasy football league. And last year it was the SFB 360, and this year it's the SFB 480. So it uh, it went up 120 degrees. I don't know how that works. So I guess like an extra 120 <laughs> teams. But I think it's like 480 teams. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And uh, so Scott Fish, I've talked to him a few times uh, through email. This guy is like, uh, he is – the uber commissioner this guy's got you know he's commissioning 480 teams basically uh broken down into 400 leagues 40 leagues i can't wow. do math but anyway <laughs> math, math is hard <laughs> <laughs> it's numbers so uh it's pretty cool league though if you google there's actually uh some articles people are writing articles about cuz the scoring for the for the fish bowl is actually Really interesting. It's a little quirkier. It's a super flex, um, and it has some different points for reception for the different positions. So it's, but there's a lot
1: of good uh, information out there if you want to search it out. All right. And uh, Lepresto, uh, who is the guy that you're wary of among the elite receivers? Maybe not top ten, uh, yeah. but maybe someone in that second, third tier that uh, you're a little uh, hesitant of.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, there's one guy in that top 15 group that kind of stands out in terms of red flags. So for somebody who is risk-averse like I am, I personally don't see why there's any reason to take Sammy Watkins as early as people are taking him. Um, and now, for what it's worth, I mean, I think the guy's a total stud. I mean, he's an athletic freak, and I recognize that. But... How many wide receivers have we seen with the foot injuries have it come back yeah. to bite them? So you've got a few years back, it was Julio Jones. Last year, it was Edelman and Dez. Um, I mean, just those three guys alone is enough to, it's
1: like to scare anti- the crap feet. out of me. Donald's has got a foot fetish. You're anti uh, him and feet. Rex Ryan, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Rex Ryan's feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey to Rex Ryan. What is he gonna do for with Sammy Watkins?
2: Yes, yeah, well, so so you know, so in addition to the foot thing, um, which is huge, and 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 all he's been saying is that he wants to be ready for camp or ready for week one. Well, raise your hand if you've heard before about injured player rushing back to make sure he's ready for week <laughs> one, yeah. plays week one, re-injures himself. Um, you know so if he's going to miss camp and he's just going to rehab until week 1 i mean to me be i'm right. out on that yeah, yeah and and one. i i don't mind tyrod as a quarterback either i don't mind him but it's not like the guy is rex isn't going to let him throw 35 times a right. game and and right. sammy had a crazy efficient year last year i know like one of the big stats going around twitter this week was Uh, walk-ins point per opportunity is in the top five from guys last year. So basically you're relying on somebody who's going to probably lack a little bit of burst to have the same type of uh, breakout year that he had last year. You know, he averaged like 18 yards a catch, um, you know, had a bunch of long plays, but if this guy's banged up and his conditioning isn't right, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, so to me that's a stay away.
1: And Watkins was one of those guys coming out of college that, you know, I would have thought would have been miles ahead of Odell Beckham in terms of NFL production. And he just went to the worst possible place. I know Andre Reed had a hall of fame career in Buffalo, but it's generally not been a great place for wide receivers. It's been a bad place for quarterbacks. uh, You're forgetting about
2: peerless price. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a bad place for quarterbacks in the post Jim Kelly era. And when Watkins went to Buffalo, I was like, bummer. Yeah, we Might as well write him off. And uh, he's been good. He has, but it's still, it's, it, it's, it's a difficult situation. He has himself in and injury. You add that um, here, here's a good situation. How would you like to get all your favorite NBA teams merchandise delivered straight to your doorstep? Check out FanEssentials.net. All you do is pick your favorite sports team, and every month you get your team's gear shipped right to your door. They find the sports gear so you don't have to. Each fan box comes packed full with some amazing gear. It makes great gift idea for a sports fan. Prices start at just thirty four ninety nine. dollars 99 Visit FanEssentials.net and use promo code SCFE at checkout for 30% off your first month. Visit FanEssentials.net to get all the essentials you need. What do you think of that, Ganos?
0: I like it. I think the the best part is is our listeners get a free month out of that.
1: Yeah, to be eligible oh, yeah. for one free month of Fan Essentials, email us a fantasy football question at Fatcast at SoCalledFantasyExperts dot com. Ganos, which of your uh, two thousand four hundred and thirty two favorite teams did you sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the Buccaneers,
0: of course. It's got to be the Bucks.
1: Yeah, today a box of bucks till til you're till you're ticked off about Doug Martin and uh you know Vincent Jackson goes down and anyway well I'll let's go it. through uh <laughs> let's go through the <laughs> the second group of wide receivers ganesh you want to rattle these off you want me to do it again the 11 through 25 I'll hit in them the real ring? quick okay I'll do
0: them real quick at 11 we have Demarius Thomas then Amari Cooper Brandon Cooks Keenan Allen and Brandon Marshall and then you mentioned Edelman before. We have him at 16. T.Y. Hilton, 17. Randall Cobb, 18. All the slot receivers are here. And then Jeremy Macklin at 19. 20. Kelvin Benjamin.
1: 21, Ooh, I Jar- love Benjamin.
0: Me too. I'm right there waiting. I'm all about the Benjamin. Jarvis Landry. 22. Sammy Watkins, who we spoke about earlier. Maybe a uh, bust potential there. Emmanuel Sanders and Doug Baldwin at 24, which we're definitely going to be talking about uh, in a little bit.
1: So that's that's kind of the zone that, Ganos you mentioned on uh, the Running Backs podcast where it's not necessarily the zero running back theory because you want to get a piece of those elite receivers. It's this group, this 11 to 25 group that has become about as good as anyone in that top ten. In fact, if you go in recent fantasy drafts to the final numbers, Uh, there's a lot of receivers that are in that top 25 that finish in the top 10 and they kind of rotate out. And, uh, you know, which of these guys are we looking at as possible breakouts this year? So we'll start with you, John Lepresto. Uh, Which uh, receiver in this group are you looking at as a, a breakout to be potentially a top five, if not a top five, maybe a top 10 receiver in fantasy football this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, I'm looking at the list, and, I mean, there's a couple of guys here that you can make a case for, but there's also one guy who's sitting right here who's who's done it as recently as two seasons ago, and that's Randall Cobb. Yeah. Um, I, I, unfortunately, was subjected to too many uh, Green Bay games last year, <laughs> and, I mean, their offense, I, I just don't, first of all, I don't buy the fact that simply Jordy Nelson's um, presence was the, the reason that the offense was out of sync. Um,
1: Devontae had Adams had a bad year, too.
2: Oh, man, gross. Uh, yeah. yeah, so basically to me, if if the coaching staff in Green Bay is smart, and I think that they are, you know, I think what they're going to do is they're going to learn from last year that they shouldn't be targeting Adams as frequently as they they did last year. Um, And I think that they tried to use Cobb in ways that is uh, basically inefficient for him. And um, So, in addition to that, as bad as everybody thinks his year was last year, he's basically 35, I think I looked this up right before, it's like 30 to 35 points away in standard scoring from being a top 15 receiver. So, you're looking at, it's like two extra touchdowns and then like, 10, mm-hmm. 15 yards a game yeah. on top of that. And, I mean, he still finished with 80 catches last year. He still finished with, like, 800 yards. Um, And and if the offense is back, and i got to think that Rodgers is going to be back on his game and turn back into Aaron Rodgers, uh, to me there's no reason that Cobb can't be the guy that he was just two seasons ago. And yeah. I look at the way that they use him in the red zone, uh, I mean, they get creative with it. I'm not buying the whole Jared Cook is going to steal targets away from anybody thing. <laughs> uh, I we've all been down Sounds that Sounds like road a before. fantasy
1: conversation of five to ten years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, to me, I just don't see. Uh, you know, I don't see the the reality being that he just dropped off in terms of talent. Um, I think things were in, in Green Bay were kind of a kind of a mess at some point last year and. I'll gladly take a risk on, on Cobb in the middle there as a guy who could sneak back up to around the 10, 12 range at wide receiver.
1: No Calvin Johnson, so there's there's room in that top 10 uh, for uh, – My
2: dog disappeared. I'm sorry,
1: that, that dog is a big fan of Calvin Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> they got us uh, on the Calvin Johnson dog barking note. Uh, who do you got
0: as your breakout receiver for us? He loves the Browns, you know, the dog pound. He's a big fan. (laughs) Hates the Packers. Sorry about that. For everyone whose ears just blew up. (laughs) I'm going to go with Golden Tate as uh, one of my possible breakout guys. You mentioned – You Golden Tate. (laughs) (laughs) You you mentioned uh, Megatron gone. So, um, there's some targets to spread around there in the Lions offense. Stafford had some issues he hasn't been fantastic but in the second half of the last season I think they kind of figured things out a little bit more Tate definitely better in um, points per reception he gets a lot of action in the pass uh, in their short pass offense he is um, he is more efficient in the second half last year and uh, you know this is a guy that got 90 catches last year with Megatron across yeah. from
2: him so and then uh, then Tate's another guy. They Tate's another guy. They use close to the goal line too. So, I mean, to me that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think his average touchdown last year was I'm pretty sure it was under 10 yards. So, I mean, they're using him when they get close as opposed to the running game. So, I I like Tate too.
0: I am down with JLP. He makes good sense.
1: <laughs> you know me. Well, uh, if you ask me about uh, some breakouts, I I think uh, a lot of people will go Brandon Cooks, New Orleans. I think uh, the the ceiling there is incredibly high, and you look at the offense he's in. uh, Assuming Drew Brees keeps beating off Father Time. Oh, that's so adorable.
2: Phrasing, phrasing.
1: Brandon Cooks and uh, like I said before Calvin Benjamin coming off the injury you know uh, Alshon or Alshon Jeffrey uh, Jordy Nelson and Calvin Benjamin kind of in the same boat they both went down within a week or two of each other last year and we have in the top 10 Jordy Nelson because of his history and the fact he's working with the number two quarterback in fantasy football and Aaron Rodgers but when you look at Calvin Benjamin he still hasn't even really gotten started after that rookie year and then injury. And he's got the number one quarterback in fantasy football, Cam Newton. I'm excited to see what a healthy Calvin Benjamin can do uh, with Cal, uh, Cam Newton this year. It could be very, very intriguing. And also further down the list, I think you can uh, love what the uh, Arizona Cardinals offense gives you. And a guy like Michael Floyd, I think he can have uh, some high ceiling numbers You know, kind of taking the torch from Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, So, Ganos, we will go now to our favorite section of uh, the podcast. We got about 15 minutes left. Give us your grizzle or sizzle.
0: We need some music for this. We need to work on that. All right. So, first guy is going to be Doug Baldwin, the Seattle Seahawks, 4.10 ADP. So, he's going at the. And there you go. He's going there to end <laughs> the end of the fourth round. Is he, a, is he a grizzle or sizzle? Now, John, I don't know if you've listened to the other ones, but basically a grizzle means a 410 ADP. That's no good. You don't like it. He, he's he's getting picked too high. That means he's grizzle. He's fat. He's stuff you cut off, you throw away. If he's sizzle, that means you love it at that spot. And uh, he's dumbass. T-
2: yeah, so let's, go, I, I, let's go JLP
0: first for Doug Baldwin four ten.
2: I'll I'll go uh I'll go Grizzle for for me. And and I'm not I'm not one of the guys who thinks that Baldwin's gonna completely fall off and, and fade into obscurity. But you know, we were talking earlier about strategy <laughs> and if I'm going if I'm going wide receiver, running back, whether it's one two, um, or opposite you know, basically that means that Baldwin's probably going to be uh, a good chance. He's going to be my number two receiver if I'm taking him in that um, in that draft spot. And I'm I love Baldwin as a number three this year. I mean, I realize that's probably not realistic, but to me, my number two receiver is not a guy who has the potential to be not even flex worthy. And we've seen Baldwin do that for multiple seasons and. I know, yeah. you know, R- Russ Wilson, he's he's uh sexually active now, so the offense might take it up another <laughs> notch, but oh. yeah, I, I I you know, to me that's too much <laughs> risk for my number 2 wide receiver and I, I I I'll pass on that.
1: So, because this is a game show and we need to have some game to it, I'm going to go sizzle just to argue with you. Uh Doug Baldwin uh Giannis, what age did Doug Baldwin turn last year when he went for a career-high 1,069 yards and a career-high 14 touchdowns, and his previous career-high was just five? How old well, did he turn last year? I know you always write
0: a you know 27-year-old column, but didn't he turn, like, 46?
1: <laughs> Turned 27. And, uh, oh, 27. Oh, wow. There you
0: go. <laughs> uh, just
1: coming into his prime. <laughs> Everybody thought Jimmy Graham was going to be the touchdown threat. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is no longer their finisher at the goal line. They basically decided that in the Super Bowl, that he wouldn't be a goal line finisher. ba Remember the Super Bowl a couple years ago? <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> Cricket? Well, Doug Baldwin, 14 touchdowns, 1,000 yards, and I think a lot of people in fantasy football are um, – not fearful of Doug Baldwin, but thinking he's the guy they saw that first four years of his career. And they're, they're, they're not quite buying in yet to his age 27 breakthrough. But one thing that we've seen in fantasy football receivers start their peak at 27, they peak at 28 and their, their prime years go through 27 to 30. So these are the Doug Baldwin years. Um, Look at the numbers of other elite, uh, elite receivers like Calvin Johnson and, and look at how they they rose up at 27. Well, Calvin Johnson was always good, but his numbers got ridiculous at 27 and 28. And I think that's uh, kind of what we're looking at with Doug Baldwin. And so I'm going sizzle, not to be long-winded in this game show.
0: I say grizzle for me. I like Lockett to take some targets and Jimmy Graham. Next, we're going with <laughs> Kevin White for the Bears. The rookie last year, he, uh, coming off a stress fracture in his shin. So he's basically a rookie this season. He's getting picked in the middle of the seventh round this season. What do you guys think? Let's, let's go to Emac first. Let's see what Emac's short answer is this time.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to go um, Grizzle because uh, unproven commodity, not an offense I'm sold on. And in the seventh round, I'm picking my quarterback. I'm not picking <laughs> sketchy wide receivers. Uh, John, what do you think?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to take the opposite view here. Um, you don't me, have to. This, no, no, I'll gladly do it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> well, I, hate I you, don't man. really understand. <laughs> I don't, I don't get why he's going this late. I mean, this is a what? guy who. How many, he received, how many
1: receptions does he have in his career?
2: Well, let's let's put it back to last year. If this guy wasn't hurt he conceivably would have been the first rookie drafted in rookie only drafts or in redraft. Um, He would have been right there with Cooper. And we saw what Cooper did last year. We've seen Cutler be able to support two wide receivers before the running game in Chicago. Isn't anything to write home about white is an older guy. So the whole rookie thing doesn't really scare me. He's an older rookie coming into it anyway. And, if if the reports are accurate out of camp, is that his deep speed is already back. Um, I just don't... Last year, I think, Cooper was going around like the fourth or fifth round in some drafts. So to go in seven for the guy who realistically could have been the first rookie taken last year, that seems around too late to me.
0: Dang it. John, you're making the assumption that he would have been like that, that would have been a good idea to take him as one of the top <laughs> yeah. rookies. It, personally, that, you know, and, and I'm not, touche, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying there was no way I was going to take him anywhere near that high. He was, everyone's going nuts because of his, uh, uh, because of his combine, the NFL combine numbers, which were impressive, but that's nothing I'm basing anything fantasy wise off of. Um, but especially that high up. For me, I'm going sizzle, Uh, rookie wide receivers in general, I'm pushing down farther, even though the 2014 season spoiled us all. Very few, we're talking two or three rookie receivers will catch, will do one of these three things, catch 70 passes, catch 700 yards worth of receiving yards, or catch Mm -hmm. uh, seven touchdowns. Very few do any one of those things, so one or two of them. Um, 2014, I think there was like seven, which was yeah. crazy. It's just spoilless, us. And I'm not taking a shot. I'm not, you know, seven, the seventh round is not a bad
2: spot for him,
0: but I am probably not taking them there. There's just other guys I'd rather
2: have. Okay. Well, the only thing I'll, I'll throw in here at the end, um, is remember he was towards the, the second half of the year, he was cleared and was able to practice with the team the last, maybe like four or five weeks of the season or three or four weeks. So you know he's got a little bit of time under his belt, so he's not that standard rookie. That's important. Um, H- however,
0: but... we do not allow for rebuttals, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are going with the third the game
2: show. Goodbye. We're
0: going <laughs> to move on to the third one. Speaking right. of rookie wide receivers, the first one's too. Corey Coleman for the Browns. He's ninth round, third pick in the ninth round ADP right now. Uh, let's go with John first for his short answer.
2: <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna go. Uh, this is tough. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Grizzle on this. Um, I like Coleman, and it's I understand you know that late it's worth a flyer on guys who can make plays for themselves, and Coleman's definitely that type of guy. Uh, he's got enough ability and athleticism where he is not necessarily reliant on the team around him to, to help him score, to help him accumulate yards. But Robert Griffin is so bad. Um, <laughs> I just have zero faith in him to run a capable offense. A guy can barely run his Instagram account. I just <laughs> – I have no faith in that. And I'm a huge Jackson fan. I'm a huge Jackson believer, but – I can't see anybody getting
1: Coleman
2: the ball enough. You're a huge
0: Jackson fan. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer. All right, so you're going sizzle with Coleman or sorry, yeah. you're sorry, with Coleman. Uh, Emac, I'm going sizzle with Coleman because well, you just you know, and and this is something you mentioned before. This is one of the first rookie receivers that'll end up getting picked, and here we are in the ninth round. I'm fine with that, especially when it's a guy that's already coming in, into the season as his team's probable number one target and it's on a team that's probably going to have to throw it a bunch yeah. in the second half so right. for me I, I like him now granted he's going to have nine ge- guys draped on him um with two guys it's on gary Friday night, right <laughs> 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 oh, dang it. But goody. <laughs> and uh so that's my only reasoning um just as a volume guy that i think will end up getting a lot of targets uh, Emac, what do you think?
1: So I'm going to just give a quick opinion, and it'll be, make a good segue, segue to our next uh, segment. Uh, to me, I'm going to be cold in drafts on all rookie receivers because there is inevitably going to be someone who followed the 4 million hours of draft coverage on the NFL Network and ESPN <laughs> and fell in love with the rookie receivers. and the, the, raise,
2: raise his hand.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. so uh,
2: those people will
1: always get the rookie receivers before me because I I do base uh, a lot of my receiver drafting on, uh, you know, experience, route running, uh, third-year receivers. You know, I've seen the rookie receivers take off, and I still can't believe in it. So uh, people are going to draft rookie receivers before me, and I'm going to allow them to do that because uh the risk involved. So let's go with the rookies. Coleman, uh, Ganos, you've already uh, kind yeah, of, just kind of talked about him a little
0: bit. bit, but he would have been my pick for uh, my who I want to talk about with the rookies. Uh, John, who who do you want to talk about for rookie receivers?
2: Yeah, so I definitely was the, the guy you're referring to that watched the 4,000 <laughs> yeah. hours of coverage and <laughs> yeah. uh, has been has – been, you know, Makes you good at your job, and, though. And, yeah, yeah um but i the guy i'm buying is sterling Shepard. um a i'm buying him because i think everybody's natural reaction is going to is to uh, to say that there's a cap on him because of beckham um the way that i'm looking at it i i don't see victor cruz being being um well, they also said there
1: would be a cap on Beckham because Victor Cruz, right?
2: <laughs> well, so that's that's where yeah. I was going with this, exactly.
1: Yeah, I you out. And,
2: <laughs> and, you know, so to me, Eli and the offense and, and it, Coughlin is gone. And, you know, God bless Coughlin, he did his best. But, you know, he, he the game seemed to have passed him by a little bit. Um, The the offensive coordinator uh, from last year, the guy who's the head coach this year, I believe, is the same guy who helped develop Randall Cobb in Green Bay. And yep. to me, <laughs> Shepard is almost an exact clone of that type of guy, except I think he's got more athleticism than, than Cobb does.
1: I just hope so, they don't run him as a running back. I hate how they use yeah. Cobb that way.
2: <laughs> well, so and now here's the the last thing with Shepard is the Giants have no running game unless Paul Perkins steps up, which could happen, but – Rashad Jennings is not good. Andre Just so you Williams know, we got 70 seconds. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, so let's
0: shoot through. Okay. So, you, Mac, we're going to skip your rookies because you say you don't like rookie receivers.
2: Finders I have a,
0: a minute 50 left. left. Oh, Where'd you get oh, I show a minute two. So, real quick, uh, finder sleepers. Um, I have Philip Dorsett for the Colts, uh, super fast guy, rookie last season. I was starting to come on. They're going to try and use him a little bit more in the Colts' office this season. No Andre Johnson, no Kobe Fleener. And he's getting picked up in the round in the fourteenth round, John, who do you have for your finder sleeper
2: uh I like uh two guys I'll mention just real quick one is um Chris Hogan of the patriots uh <laughs> hogan of the patriots um and the second guy is justin Hardy in uh, in atlanta i'm not right. a not a Muhammad sanu believer
1: good point it's a hardy hardy selection there, but I'll yeah. wrap
2: this <laughs> up. Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at Eric Max Sports, uh, so called fantasy experts David Ganos at David Ganos on Twitter, and the John Lapresto at the John Lopresto on Twitter. Ganos, uh, promote that uh, free draft kit again, real quick. Yeah, we'll the so called
0: fantasy experts draft kit is free and it's available now. We pumped it out last week, and John Lapresto has a bunch of great articles in there: busts, sleepers, rookies, breakouts. Um, ex- great recipes. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that good. does it for uh, the fourth fantasy fat cast. The wide receiver rankings. You gotta love them wide receivers in the modern day NFL. Uh, it's the the place that everybody goes early and often now in fantasy football, and uh, that does it for the fantasy fat cast. Good day, folks. See. You.
2: Make good enough to lift the third off our clean. Watch it, jerk.
0: Shut tide moron